Thank you for listening to Schick Talk, podcast produced by the Swine Health Information Center. I'm Barb Detterman, your host for today's episode. And happy to welcome Dr. Paul Sundberg, Schick's Executive Director, and Dr. Carrie Leadham Larson, Lead Public Health Veterinarian at the Center for Food Security and Public Health at Iowa State University. And both of these very qualified veterinarians are going to visit with us about the fact sheets that are housed in the Schick website library. They will both give us lots of information about the background and the recent updates to these fact sheets. Let's start with you, Dr. Sundberg. Can you tell us the background and the reason why we do the fact sheets? Swine Health Information Center was formed in 2015. That was a culmination of our experiences in the industry with forcing epidemic diarrhea and that outbreak. One of the things that we found out about the PED outbreak early on 2013-2014 was that we were surprised with that virus and the little information that we had about it. We knew it was there. We found it, of course. USDA identified it and said, you've got it. We all kind of looked at each other and said, well, what is it? And that's the reason for these fact sheets. If the Swine Health Information Center is going to do a good job of being prepared for emerging disease outbreaks, we need to learn those lessons. And one of the lessons is we need to have information about emerging disease at our fingertips when and if we find them. So we don't want to go have to spend time looking for information about this virus or that virus or another bacteria. If it's emerging and it's hitting the U.S. pork industry, we want to have that right at our fingertips, right at the right time. So that's the reason why we started to develop this whole list of viral fact sheets initially and adding on now bacterial fact sheets to make sure that we have that information we need about those viruses in our swine disease matrices, those lists of prioritized pathogens. We may be faced in the industry someday with an outbreak. So Dr. Liedem Larson, would you like to tell us just a little bit about the process that you go through to develop a a fact sheet for Schick? Sure. Well, as Paul mentioned, most of the fact sheets were written in 2015. So it's been a few years and um, there's a lot to look at really since then. The first place I usually go is um, the diseases of swine textbook, actually, the 2019 version, which is authored by several veterinarians in the ISU Department of Veterinary Diagnostic and Production Animal Medicine. So people like Jeff Zimmerman, Alex Ramirez, um, sort of the usual suspects there. And that textbook is great for an overview, but since it is a textbook, it's not really, uh, doesn't cover recent events very well, um, but it's great for an overview. So I start there and then I usually go to PubMed next, which is an online search engine for journals that are indexed in Medline or the National Library of Medicine's journal citation database, basically. So this is where I start with really general search terms or keywords and look for review papers about a specific pathogen. So these are sort of papers that summarize the current uh, knowledge on a particular topic. And this is a good way to just get a feel for what's been happening um, with a specific pathogen. From the review papers, I note uh, individual papers that I want to take a closer look at, and then I also do further uh, literature searches with a narrower focus. 
So for example, I'm looking specifically for information on how a pathogen affects pigs or about vaccine development um, for a specific pathogen. Dr. Sundberg, how do we how do we decide when we ask Dr. Liedem Larson to get involved? What needs to be reviewed and what doesn't? The research is ongoing. And like Carrie said, there's a textbook. Textbook's written, it's got to be published. But once the textbook comes out, the information's dated. So the research is always ongoing. And one of the things that we try to regularly put into the plan of work for the Swine Health Information Center is to take a look at these fact sheets and make sure that we know what's come out and if that affects the fact sheet that we have. That's where Carrie helps us with that. So it's kind of an ongoing process, even if there aren't any revisions that are necessary. In the years since they've been published, we've taken a look at the fact sheets, done the process that Carrie's described, and most of the time we come up with, you know, there's not anything there that's really going to change the information we have. But I think this year it's a good example of a number of fact sheets that we've had to update. Dr. Liedem Larson, how do you uh, go forward from that after you and Dr. Sunberg have talked about that system? Searching their literature, looking to see what has changed. And, you know, sometimes like Paul mentioned, there's really not much that has changed. Sometimes there's a lot that has changed, but maybe it doesn't really matter that much or it's not relevant for swine production medicine. So I'm really just trying to look and see what the bulk of the research says and whether there's new swine outbreaks of a particular disease or something. And those are definitely things that I want to capture and add them to the fact sheets. So as I'm collecting uh, reference information and downloading papers and I'm reading through everything, it's really my goal to take this information and distill it down into something that's usable and readable for busy practitioners. You know, it's great to have these 20 page literature reviews, but also, most people aren't going to read that, right? So it's helpful to have the bulleted summary up front where we have one to two pages. We can really put those key points right there in the front. And then if people are interested in learning more, then they can always go to the longer document um, and check the references and look more from there. That's an excellent point. I think practitioners definitely need that bulleted point up front. Dr. Sundberg, the availability and the concept of the fact sheets, how does that play out to our practitioners or even producers when they're looking at the SHIC website? We make sure that we do everything we can to provide the best and latest information for producers, practitioners, and I will say also diagnosticians about emerging diseases. I've had communications with diagnosticians in the University of Veterinary Diagnostic Labs that have said, boy, I thought I knew something about this. I thought I found what I found, but I needed more information about this virus or that virus and what was going on. That was a great resource. We put things in there like the public health implications, the treatments, prevention and control, transmission, the epidemiology and diagnosis. We're going to do a summary of gaps in preparedness. And all of that is to make sure that we provide whoever the reader is with that information that they need right up front. We need to do the summary. We need to know what it is because I got to act on something. And then Carrie does a great job with doing those literature reviews. A lot more information behind that if, um, if people want to get farther into the weeds of any of those different topics. So what additional things do we need to make sure that our practitioners 
and producers and know about all that information that you're distilling, Dr. Lita Larson. What are, what are the things they need to be looking for in those fact sheets? Sure. Well, like Paul mentioned, we try to cover some of the more scientific aspects like the etiology and the transmission and pathogenesis, but we also really want to make sure that there's practical information there. So we have a lot of information about infection in swine, what clinical signs you might see, what postmortem lesions, We include things like cleaning and disinfection, prevention and control, vaccine development, just things that really might be more more helpful for someone who's out there working with pigs on a day-to-day basis. Or like Paul mentioned, it's been uh, interesting to have these fact sheets. We've had them reviewed by some diagnosticians at different universities and just getting their opinions and suggestions too on what we can do to, to change and update these and really improve them. So does this help us be a one-stop shop for uh, folks in the industry wanting to learn more about all these different diseases and pathogens? I sure hope so. It's a work in progress because of that. There's always things that are changing. There are things that we've added since we started. We've put uh, fact sheets together on bacteria with Streptozoepidemicus, a salmonella type of Miriam strain that's important for public health and swine health. Those kinds of things. We found a sapovirus from a diagnostic lab that hasn't been reported as a primary pathogen in pigs. They uncovered that. We had sapovirus fact sheet in the group to begin with. But when Iowa State Diagnostic Lab found that sapovirus, then that gave us an opportunity to update that, to put some more information about what they found in there, to provide the latest that we could about those. So we're hopeful that this is a resource that can be used by producers, especially by veterinarians in the field, and also by diagnosticians, should they want more information about something that they're seeing in the diagnostic lab. Is there a certain process or method that helps you decide what makes the cut and what doesn't? The information is important enough, we need to do it, or this isn't new enough, or this isn't, isn't affecting enough pigs that we need to do it. Here, let me start with that. First of all, the cut's pretty low. For inclusion in the list, um, that's a pretty easy cut because we're trying to be inclusive. And if there's something out there that's going on, we want to make sure that we have the best information we can have about it, even before it becomes an issue. That cuts pretty good. As a matter of fact, I got a call from a practitioner and said, you know, there's this thing, this pathogen out here that we're dealing with a lot. It's a public health thing. And I think it'd be a good thing to have some more information about it because I can't find anything in one spot. And so we did a salmonella type of Miriam strain fact sheet that provided that information. So as far as the cut for what to include in the list of fact sheets and whatnot, that's pretty easy because it's a pretty inclusive list. And I'm always looking for ideas from anybody. If they've heard of something that, um, that they're interested in, they're concerned about, whether it's a domestic disease or something that we don't have in the U.S., uh, let me know and we'll see if we can put it together. Carrie's done the, the look at the fact sheets and the cuts of whether or not it deserves to be updated. It deserves to have a revision, a minor revision, or maybe a major revision. Carrie, maybe you can talk about how you make that cut with whether it's nothing, minor, or major revisions. Sure. You know, I I alluded to earlier, I guess, in, you know, in a lot of these cases, we're looking back to see what's happened from 2015 up until now. And in some cases, 
not much has changed. In some cases, a lot has changed. Um, and there might be instances like, for example, recently I updated uh, the chikungunya fact sheet, which is a pathogen that evidence of infection has been seen in swine, but it's not known to be uh, a primary pathogen of swine or causing disease, or at least we're not seeing it. So there's a lot happening with chikungunya, but it's mostly from a public health perspective. So I, I want to capture that, that it's important, but at the same time, it's not something that right now is a, a major concern, I guess, for swine. But as Paul mentioned, we're we want to be aware of it and um, just trying to be aware of the global trends and see what's happening. So that's an example of one that even though there's a lot happening with chikungunya, maybe it only needed to be a minor update uh, as far as the fact sheets. And I would just uh, also say that I think, you know, Barb, your comment about sort of a one-stop shop, that's a great way to characterize the fact sheets. If you think of sort of the traditional subscription model that most journals have, you basically need to have a university affiliation to be able to access most of this information where sort of the campus libraries pay and they have a subscription and then you can download the material. If you don't work for a university, you would either have to pay individually to read specific articles that you're interested in, and there's no way to get that information for free. So one thing that's great about these is we're finding the information and summarizing it, and then by putting it on the SHIC website, you know, anybody can go and access that information for free. So I think that's great, and we reach a lot of people who normally wouldn't be able to go and download these papers, even if they were interested. That's a very good point. Uh, making information accessible to all is really important part of our mission at, uh, at the Swine Health Information Center. So would Dr. Sundberg or Dr. Lee Larson, either one, uh, do you have anything additional you think we need to talk about with these fact sheets? Well, again, I think, Barb, uh, one thing that I'm interested in is to make sure that we have a comprehensive group of fact sheets about even potential pathogens for the U.S. pork industry. The example of PED back in 2013, 2014 still applies today. We don't know what we're going to get next. The more comprehensive we can make this list of fact sheets, the better prepared we're going to be for, for the next one that's going to come at us. If anybody has any ideas for additions or even for changing what we've got, we're always open to ideas for anything that we can do to help make things better, provide better information, and make sure that it's usable to the audiences that will access it. Dr. Liedem Larson, is there anything you would like to add about the fact sheets? Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, we may not be able to predict which uh, pathogen will next become important, but there will probably be something at some time. And so, even if we don't know exactly what that will be, uh, this is a good exercise to go through and just keeping an eye about on these different viral families and something may be related to something that we've covered, even if it's novel. So it's a good exercise in my mind, just for general preparedness. And like Paul mentioned, to be thinking about those gaps and what maybe we can do to be better prepared. I wanna thank both of you for joining us today on Shik Talk. And I really hope our audience learned a lot more about those uh, fact sheets. One thing we know is they're there and they're easy for everybody to get, but all the work and scientific foundation behind them, I think is very important for our audience to learn about. So thank you both for sharing that information. And we really want to thank our audience for listening to our podcast. Watch more as we continue to share information with producers, practitioners, doctors, and anyone involved in the pork industry. 
Thank you for listening to Schick Talk from the Swine Health Information Center. Learn more about our organization and our mission to protect the health of the U.S. swine herd at www.swinehealth.org.